You're listening to The Hot Tag with the real tag team champs, Matty Ice and Axel the Axeman, where we talk everything wrestling. Welcome back to Hot Tag with the real tag team champions of the Beer City Boys. Um, bringing you episode, I don't even know an episode now. I think Third. we're at like 35, right? 36. 36? I think so, yeah. Somewhere around there. Um, well, right off the bat, this, uh, this podcast is brought to you by Happy Valley Coffee. Breakfast blend. Coffee. Oh, nice. So, if you want to make your happy belly full of happy coffee, get that happy belly coffee from, uh, Amazon. And you can get it delivered straight to your door. You know... There's nothing better than having a happy belly in the morning to make your day happy. That's right. Because if, if your belly's not happy, you ain't happy. Exactly. Exactly. So, so uh, what do you think of wrestling this week, Matty Eyes? You know, I didn't get to watch um, the first half of Dynamite because I was cutting my lawn. And then I had to put the little baby Julia the Ghoulia to sleep. So, um, it, uh, I didn't start watching it until an hour in, so I turned it on, uh, just now as we were podcasting here, so, um, Powerhouse Hops was on, so. Nice. Yeah, I have to admit, uh, I slacked a little bit this week on the wrestling, um, just busy doing uh, last minute things for uh, house hunting. Yeah, finishing up that. Uh, fingers crossed out there, all you listeners. Uh, we may have a a winner. So, fingers crossed. So um, the Ice Man and I might get a new studio. Oh, so excited about that, but uh. Yeah, um, where should we start this week? I don't know. Uh, well, I've, I'm sure you're probably looking at your, your notes that you uh, have been taking. So, I mean, we can start wherever. Okay. Uh, did you watch Raw this week? Did I watch Raw? I think I started to a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I don't really recall too much of it. Um, I know that, uh, Alexis Bliss's character is getting better and better every week on Raw. Um, they just had the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view too. Um, uh, jeez. Oh, it's going to be one of those days I forgot to take the Ginkgo by Loba. Letting all the the listeners out down out there, yeah. Um, but I know that um, uh, I better turn off my air conditioner so that we can actually hear me. Um, uh, I know that Drew McIntyre is getting screwed uh, by MVP and um, Bobby Lashley in the Hell in the Cell. Um, 
the referee ended up getting knocked out. And so another referee on the outside opened up the cage and, like, went to tend to that referee or whatever. And then uh, um, MVP ended up coming inside the cage and locking himself in. So that way he can interfere in the match. So that's what ended up happening. She ended up interfering. Drew McIntyre had the, the match won, and uh, um, then Bobby Lashley rolled him up for the one, two, three. Okay. With the interference, so they're pulling that angle hard on for Bobby Lashley. I don't, I don't know. I think he's held the title long enough. Yeah, it seems like that they're really riding Bobby Lashley. I mean, I don't have a problem with that as long as it makes sense. Um, It's nice to see somebody else besides, like, the same four people hold the title. Yep. Um, So, yeah, I mean... I think Drew's time is up. I think they should go a different route, but that's just my opinion. Yeah, um, that might be the case. Uh, but, uh, like, they need to do something else besides have Drew McIntyre face Bobby Lashley every single pay-per-view. So, yeah, no, yeah, that's getting really boring. <laughs> how many times are, is MVP going to, like, interfere with Bobby Lashley or something like that to make Bobby Lashley beat Drew McIntyre. Right. Because, I mean, they built they built uh, McIntyre up pretty strong, and then now they're just making him not weak, but just that much more frustrated. You know what I mean? So You, you know, that's, it's kind of a WWE thing. They, uh, they'll push you real hard, and then they just don't do anything with you, so... Um, yeah, it's like a start-stop kind of thing, which is, in my opinion, it's really hard for the fans to get invested in that. I mean, how am I supposed to like somebody if he, like, is winning a bunch and then all of a sudden he's just the biggest loser ever? Yeah, I think that's why I have a problem, like, remembering what happened on Raw. Mm, yeah. You know, and, and I think, too, is that a lot of the wrestling that we get on TV, um, some of it's good. Some of them, like, stick in your brain. And others are just like, oh, okay, we've kind of seen this before. So I'm just going to, like, push it away to the side, you know? Right, so, right. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, I like where they're going with Alexa Bliss. Um Alexa Bliss and um, uh, geez, what was her best friend's name? Um, the Irish girl or Scottish girl? Oh, Nikki um, Cross. Nikki Cross. Yeah. Sorry. Jeez, man, I'm having all these kind of brain farts. We can't have mm-hmm. this on the podcast. <laughs> That's all right. I might have to like step aside and become a manager or something like that if I can't 
<laughs> I can't function right. <laughs> you might have to run a signal. <laughs> hey, as long as you're good as manager as the brain, I'm okay. Yeah. I might be a Jimmy Hart. Oh. Mouth of the South. But you'll be... Matty Hart. <laughs> I got to think of a of a good one instead of Mouth of the South that goes with Milwaukee. Give, give me a, give me till the end of the podcast. I'll have something good for you. Yeah. Um, speaking of uh, Milwaukee and Milwaukee beer, I think we're going to start calling Miller High Life Miller Claws. Like White Claws? Okay. Miller Claws. Because that's like water anyways, right? Well, I mean, it's the champagne of beer, so... I don't know if you like champagne, but I could probably drink a bunch of it. It just goes down pretty quick. No, I don't like champagne. Oh, okay. Well, that must be why you don't like Miller High Life. Maybe. Maybe. Um, But yeah, we're going to start calling Miller, or I am anyways, Miller Light, or Miller... Miller High Life, White, or Miller Claws. Jesus, cry me. Can't even talk. <laughs> I've been up for like an hour already. It's ridiculous. It's 6 o'clock in the morning here. Come on now. Get with the program. Drink some more of that Happy Belly coffee. <clears throat> I'm trying, I'm trying. Maybe that'll stimulate the brain cells and get back to working. Um, uh, what was I going to say now? Uh, so yeah, Nikki Cross and um, Alexa are feuding, right? Alexa Bliss were a tag team on Monday night, and um, they faced off against uh, Shayna and uh, Nijax for a spot in the Women's Money in the Bank. So. Um, they ended up winning. So, um, Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. So they're going to be in the women's Money in the Bank match as one of the competitors. Okay, the competitors, which is kind of interesting. So I think it's going to be a, and I think it's going to end up being a big push for uh, Alexa Bliss to the championship. I think. I think it's going to get her in that title reign. Okay. Yeah, she hasn't she hadn't held the title in a while. Yeah, she's been kind of feuding back and forth with a couple other people. Um, she's been feuding with um, um, oh, Jesus, crimey Matt, come on, get your head straight. She's been feuding with uh, feuding with uh, uh, Shayna Baszler. Well, and there for what, almost like two, three months, she was basically feuding with Randy Orton. Right. So she wasn't even having a feud with anybody in that women's division. Right. And she's been, like, under this, like, spell kind of gimmicky situation for what? I mean, probably close to going on seven months now. Something like that, maybe even longer. Yeah, so um, she really hasn't done all that much besides just all these promos and these little spots and stuff kind of bringing the Fiend back and stuff. So Right, and where's um, the Fiend now? 
Yeah, that's, to be found. that's what I don't understand is why she's still in this gimmick. If the Fiend's not around, so I don't know. That's the thing with WWE is they never s- stick with something very long. Yeah, like the in what I like the good stuff. Like, I mean, they ruined that character after they made him lose to Goldberg, but that's that's for a different podcast. Yeah, the well, the only thing that they stuck with was uh, Hulk Hogan. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Right. Rode in that train. I yeah. Cocaine. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much my take on Raw. I mean, I'm, there's three hours of ridiculous wrestling and whatnot on Raw, so that I don't remember. And I don't think I walk. I didn't even, like, stay up for all of it, I think. Well... Three hours. If it's not a pay per view, it's too much for a TV show. Yeah, I I've been falling asleep a lot lately. Um, weather's kind of got to me. Been working hard, long nights here. Yeah. So. So yeah. Um. Uh, what else is going on in the wrestling world? Well, I know I, I, know I sent you some stuff, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, let me look here. I got some of my notes up and some of them not up. All right. Well, while you're looking is I just saw something on Impact Wrestling is that Tommy Dreamer came in and I guess something happened with Don Callis and Sammy Callahan and Don Callis fired, uh, Sammy Callahan and then Scott the Moore kind of came in and was like, all right, I, Sammy, I did something for you. I talked to the board and whatnot, and uh, they're sending somebody here to justify the situation. So um, they ended up send, the board ended up sending Tommy Dreamer, and Tommy Dreamer ended up firing down Callis and reinstating Sammy Callahan. So, so they did that after they already announced the match with Kitty Omega? Or when did they announce that... that match? Or when did they announce that match? Uh, a couple weeks ago. It might have happened at the paper. Did they have a pay-per-view? Yeah, it was uh, against all odds, so maybe he fired him at the pay-per-view. I think he fired him at the pay-per-view to save him or something like that, I think he claims. so. Okay, I did see that now that you're bringing it up about, I saw something about Sammy Callahan was reinstated. Um, I paid a little bit of attention to it, but I didn't realize Don Callis was the one who fired him. And then Scott Demore kind of brought him back kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but while we're on the topic of um, impact, um, Slammiversary, I it's going to be uh, 17th of July. Okay. And uh, some of the matches that they're promoting is obviously um, Omega against Callahan for the Impact World title. So that's going to be the main event. Um, they're going to bring back Ultimate X. 
Oh. And it's it's gonna be um Trey Miguel, which uh he used to be in uh Trio's team with the guys on NXT. Okay. Um it's gonna be him, Ace Austin, Josh Alexander, Chris Bay, um Rohit uh Raju and uh my boy, Maple Leaf Muscle, Petey Williams. No, maybe P. Williams will, will take the belt, huh? You know, I think they're going to try to ride Josh Alexander. Yeah. But the only thing is, is he's like the only guy out of all those guys I named that has a huge disadvantage in that match. He's not a high flyer. He's like a ground and pound guy. So I'm kind of interested to see how he's going to fare in this match. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, and I, I know they have other matches on the card, but those are the ones they were tweeting out this week that have already been announced so far. So, I mean, seems like it's going to be a fairly decent pay-per-view. Yeah. We'll, we'll see. I mean, too bad that these companies don't have, like, an app like the WWE, so that way we can, like, watch them for $10. Well... Impact does have an app. Yeah, but you still got to pay for the pay-per-view, right? Uh, I think the pay-per-view is included. Is it? Yeah. Well, you know, if the pay-per-view is included, we might want to invest. As you know, a tag team, we might want to invest, you know? I, I've been thinking about it, and with the with wrestling, you kind of hit the same thing that you do with streaming now. I mean, streaming's so hot. All these companies are getting the apps and stuff. I mean, you know, <clears throat> excuse me. If uh, originally your cable bill was 120 bucks, you could easily spend 120 bucks trying to find stuff that you want to watch, whether it be just all wrestling subscriptions or through Netflix or Hulu or all the other big ones that are coming out now. You could right. easily spend that plus more. Um, just trying to find a few shows that you want to watch. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I mean, exactly. What what people really? Oh my gosh! Excuse me. What re- people really need to do is get a bunch of friends and everybody buy one subscription, and then you split it. You split it amongst each other, all different ways, and then you just use it. Yeah. But you know, you know, I think we just need to start up that wrestling bar and just bada bing, bada boom. Yeah, you see, know? yeah, and then you write it off on your taxes because it's an expense, right? And we can watch all the wrestling that we want, yeah, because we're running a business. Like our wives can't get involved because, like, we're running our business, <laughs> right? Exactly. And they we can't sit- tell. They can't tell us we can't watch wrestling anymore because that's our business. <laughs> exactly. You know, and anybody listening, don't try to steal our idea because it's our idea, and I have a really good lawyer. That's right. The best. He drafts stuff up for me, contracts and stuff, so you guys better watch out. Yeah, that's right. But, yeah, other than that, I don't have any uh, impact news, and... um. I've, like, loosely been following NXT, so I don't have a lot there. I don't know if you've watched any NXT lately, but 
Um, I know that uh, they're going to do Adam Cole versus Kyle O'Reilly, too, yep. at the Great American Bash. Yep. Yeah, that they're doing that for sure. Um, uh, L.A. Knight is Million Dollar Champ. L.A. Knight's Million Dollar Champ, yep. Um, Karrion Cross is, is uh, NXT Champ. Um, and I don't really know who he's, like, feuding with, to be honest with you. Oh, um, I know they're pushing, um, um, Taya Valkyrie, or as she's known now, Frankie Monet. They're pushing her really hard, but yeah. something that you would be really excited for, uh, Roddy's back. Really? Yes. And he's got his own group now. Okay. He's, um, he's in this group called, like, the Diamond Mine. All right. Who's in his group? Do you know? Um, so, they're basically guys that I'm not really for sure who they are. Um, but it's like, it's, it's him, and he's the leader. And then there's a guy named Hideki Suzuki. And another guy named Tyler Rust. And then, um, I don't know who this other guy is. Let me see if I can find his name really quick. Yeah, I can't find this guy's name. So I don't, because I didn't recognize these other guys that were with him. But they... I think they're supposed to be heels because what I the tweet I saw they're like all standing over um, Kushida, and Kushida's just like laid out in the middle of the ring. Hmm. But I say four guys, but the fourth guy is in a suit, so I think he's kind of like their mouthpiece or whatever. Okay. So it's always nice to see Roddy back. Um. He's a local Wisconsin boy, so... Yep, Eau Claire, Wisconsin. And I like Roddy. I mean, those backbreakers he does are just... He has those down to a T. He makes it look so painful. Yeah. So, I mean, I was kind of hoping that he was going to branch off and go back to, like, ROH or maybe AEW because I think he'd be really good. There, but um, we'll see. We'll see how um, how this goes for him. Um, yeah. Now that there's no um, oh shoot, um, undisputed era. Yeah. Um, the only thing is, is uh, we're missing Bobby Fish. We need him back. Him and his sweet mustache. That's right, Bobby Fish. That guy's. I forgot how old he is. He's got to be like 50 or something like that or close to. I think last time we talked about him and we looked him up, I think he was like 42 or 43. 42, 43. Yeah, yeah. I, I think so. He's an um, older guy, but he sure goes. He yeah, goes he's, like a young kid. He's He's got a, He's hit a string of bad luck, I know. Yeah. Um, when he, he was wrestling a lot, he kind of got a few injuries. And I don't think WWE really... 
does very well to that. Uh, I think if you get a few hand injuries there in a row, they kind of label you as injury prone and they kind of stay away from you. Yeah. So maybe they asked him to stay home or maybe he's hurt right now. I don't know, but unless you're Tommaso Ciampa. Yeah. Well, that guy's like the face of NXT. Yeah. Him and him and Gargano. Yeah. I mean, shoot, they've been there for what? Like five plus years. Something they've been, like they've been there they've been, a long time. Been there quite a while, yeah. I mean, they both moved up to their main roster, and they came back down to NXT when uh, Ciampa got hurt. So, but yeah, Ciampa's just had bad luck. Um, it's it's impressive, like to see his changes and whatnot on where he used to be. To how he is now, like that guy is just jacked to the floor. Yeah, he's pretty ripped. Yeah, like I mean, I met him back when he was ROH TV champion, and he wasn't jacked at all. Like I mean, he he was still muscular and whatnot, but he wasn't ripped like he was. Yeah, like shredded. Yeah, yeah. And it's just it's it's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah, but super nice guy. Tommaso is like he's a great guy. I mean his his wife's from Milwaukee, right? Yeah, his wife is from Milwaukee. She was also a wrestler, that's how they met. So um he's from Boston. So yeah. cities will forever be linked. That's right. Cuz uh fun fact Red, Red Sox and the Brewers. <laughs> well, fun fact um the old um, field manager for the Brewers, like back in the day when they still played at County Stadium, mm-hmm. he is now the field manager for the Boston Red Sox at oh, Fenway. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So, um, so, yeah, so that's why I say they'll forever be linked. Nice. Yeah, so um, let's see. <clears throat> well, I mean, unless you want to talk about SmackDown real quick, we could hit AEW. I don't know if you have anything for SmackDown. Um, you know what? I didn't really watch SmackDown um, a whole lot. Um, I was like falling in and out of sleep here for SmackDown. Okay. With the little baby. Um, I know that um, Jimmy Uso was like fighting and whatnot, and he's like kind of standing his ground against uh, the head of the table. Okay, so they'll probably kick him out, right? Yeah, well, I don't think he's he's even in. Okay. But, like, they're just kind of, like, feuding between the, the two. Saying that pretty much he doesn't need Roman. Oh, okay. <laughs> and he, he's his own entity and does his own thing. Right. Um, the only other thing that I saw from SmackDown, really, is um, Edge is back. And he uh, he attacked Roman on Friday. Okay, yeah, I I did see that. I missed that obviously because um, that, that was probably at the end. Yeah, I'm sure it was. 
And I think I fell asleep right before the end. So, yeah, so uh, Edge against uh, Roman one-on-one for the the belt at uh, Money in the Bank. Now, would you have a problem with Edge winning the title one more time? Um, Honestly, just kind of like a, a okay. switch from Roman. You okay, know what so, I mean? So this is going to sound sound confusing. Normally, no. But the run that Roman's on right now, yes. Um, I get what you're saying about the switch from Roman. Like, you don't want those title reigns to be super long. But <clears throat> in my opinion, um, I feel like every month or when I really start, like, paying attention to SmackDown, um, Roman gets better and better. And the yep. more, like, tweets and things that I kind of read about it is that people are enjoying him more and more, and he's, like, breaking out of that shell more and more and, like, getting better. So I yeah. think being with Paul Heyman is, like, a really good thing for him because I think Paul is extremely smart uh, wrestling-wise and has a lot of great ideas and stuff. Um, so, yeah, I want to see Roman ride this train for as long as he can. Um yeah. Yeah, so if it was somebody else or if, like, Roman's character was starting to get stale, I'd be totally fine with Edge, like, breaking up that that title reign. Yeah. But I just feel like Roman's got too much of a good thing going. And, I mean, everybody can agree Raw is garbage right now. There's only, like, a few good things on Raw, and they're barely good. And SmackDown's hot right now. Uh, so I say keep riding that that's making your brand that brand so good and i think that's roman um i i honestly think that's the difference yeah so well, yeah um, for sure i mean roman roman's doing good things um now with uh being a heel character um because he was really being pushed hard as a trying to be a baby face and that just wasn't working everybody was booing him nobody wanted him to be the guy and whatnot. So, well, yeah. I mean, I could, I could definitely see. Um, sorry to cut you off, but yeah, no, it's okay. I, I could, I could definitely see him, uh, um, like keeping this title reign going. But everything around him is stale. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, he's got. They they build up like Kevin Owens, okay? Kevin Owens comes in, beats um, Jay Uso up, and beats Roman up, and then somehow or another, Kevin Owens ends up losing, and he has that match like six times in a row. Okay, I'm a big Kevin Owens guy. Okay, that's but that's not the point. It's just like they, they build up these matches. And they have repeated matches against opponents just to keep Roman champion. Right. Like, you build these guys up and then they just let them crash. I mean, you build these guys up strong on their promos and, like, heated, like, one-off battles as far as, like... um getting to each other, you know, like Kevin Owens is just going to attack Roman Reigns and beat the tower out of with the steel chair. You know what I mean? Right. Well, why isn't that the case at the end of the day when it's a title match? You know what I mean? Right. 
he's already lost four times before, and then they gave him a fifth chance, and then they still let him lose by some, like, weird way. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I think this is going to segue into um, another point on my notes. So I think part of the reason that it's so stale is because and I don't know how many writers WWE has, and I've noticed that they have released some more writers along with some wrestlers, and I'll announce those here after I make this point. But I think that's part of the problem is if you've got 10 writers, but then you've got, I don't know, 150 wrestlers, you can't write everybody in, and those are the people, and the people that you do write in, you're, you're going to run out of ideas. I mean... You need to get these wrestlers involved. They're the ones who have the creative ability. They're the ones out there doing the moves, cutting the promos, you know, making things work. They're the spotlight guys. You have to lean on them more than you do these writers. Most of these writers probably, I don't know for sure, have little to no wrestling experience. They probably write TV shows, and I understand that it's a TV show, and you have to, like, make it flow and make sense or whatever, but I feel like if you get these rep, more of these wrestlers involved, it's going to get better because you're going to tell better stories because not only are they collaborating with each other on promos and on matches and stuff, but it's just going to flow better, and you're going to get more guys involved. And it's actually going to make sense, and you're not going to just say, oh, Kevin Owens, go out there and just beat everybody three weeks in a row, and then, okay, you're going to face Roman at the pay-per-view. You're going to lose to him in, like, ten minutes. Then you're going to beat everybody up again next week, and then you're going to get another title shot. Well, you're going to lose to him in ten minutes. Well, then you're going to come back and be like, oh, you cheated or whatever, and get another one, and then lose again. Like, that's, that's boring. I don't want to see somebody lose three times. I don't have to see somebody lose three times. Yeah. You know what I mean? You, it's, it, that doesn't happen in any, any other sport. Yeah. They're, they're not like, oh, the Bucks lost game one. Well, we really wanted the Bucks to have a better crowd reaction, so let's replay game one of the playoffs. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. You lose, right. you lose. You, you move on. And it's... Um, they they got to change up the system and and I understand you know things have changed and everybody keeps trying to compare nowadays to the Attitude Era. Yeah. You know, it's oh it's better, oh it's worse. Well, you have different talent, you have different restrictions on TV, um, you have different uh, fan base. Do what works. Try something and don't just try it for one week and be like, well, it didn't get a good reaction. Try it for a little bit. If after a couple of weeks or whatever, don't just drop it with no explanation. Phase it out. Go to something new. You know, yeah. that's I think that's the thing that makes the fans the maddest and hurts the product the most is that they don't just phase things out. They just drop it like a sack of potatoes and then it just is gone. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. So um, it's that whole sack potatoes thing. But um, 
to go back to um, my point, um, WWE did release uh, a bunch more guys uh, this week. Mm-hmm. They released uh, Fandango. And Tyler Breeze. And Tyler Breeze. They also released um, Tony Nese. I don't know if you remember him. Yep. Uh, they released uh, Aria Davari. Um, okay. August Gray. I don't know if you know who he is. He's kind of a newer guy. He was on 205 Live. No. Um, they released Everrise, which is a tag team. And they actually had... Um, they have a podcast together, okay. and it was it was on the WWE podcast thing, and they're looking for a new channel to go on because they want to keep their their podcast going. Um, Kurt well, maybe Stout. they should try the Anchor app. Yeah, well, I think they're looking for like a channel, so maybe they'll go to ChairShot. Oh yeah, but I think that's more Milwaukee stuff. Um, they maybe. released uh, Kurt Stallion. I don't know if you know who that is. He's kind of a newer guy, too. No. Uh, the Bollywood Boys. Um, really? Artur- Ar- yep. Arturo Ross. I don't know who that is. Um, Marina Shafir. She used to be with um, Shayna Baszler. They released uh, Killian Dane. Hmm. Again. And then uh, this Tino Sabatelli. Oh, Tino Sabatelli's gone? Okay. Yeah. He was kind of injury prone, but uh, he's a former NFL player. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, I think you know Sam. He was dating somebody on the uh, dating one of the wrestlers. I think it might have been like Mandy Rose or something. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So. Okay. Well, I'm not. I'm not 100 percent sure, but. It was somebody that uh, that I was a fan of, anyways. Man. Well, yeah. So I don't know if W why WWE's doing all these releases. I don't know if they're like finally cleaning house and gonna go with a shorter roster to uh, make it easier to use some of these guys, or if. Uh, You know, if they're trying to clean house because they're going to sell, like we talked about a couple episodes ago. I don't know. But for as many shows as WWE has, they should be able to use everybody easily. I mean, if you think about it, they have a three-hour Raw. They have a two-hour NXT. Mm -hmm. A two-hour SmackDown. An hour of 205 Live. And an hour of main event. So, let's see here. That's three, five, seven, eight. That's nine hours of televised wrestling. Hmm. That is ridiculous. So you're saying in nine hours, you can't use most of the wrestlers you have. And, like, in my opinion, why wouldn't you use main event to build up some of your younger guys if it's only an hour and they only show it on Peacock? Build up some of your younger guys. 205 Live, you can make that. That's basically all cruiserweight guys. 
So more high flying and action driven. And then once those guys start gaining traction, move them over to NXT. Something. Yeah, I just I, it just doesn't make any sense. But best of luck to all those guys who got released. I'm sure they'll get picked up. Um, or they might write it hot on the indie scene because once you go to like the WWE thing, um, you get kind of branded and whatnot, so um, you can charge a little more, especially if you've been on TV. And um, then. Uh, yeah, you can make your own indie run and charge whatever you want. Yeah, well, I know those first four make guys. I, those first four guys I named are pretty, fairly decent sized names. I mean, Fango, Tyler Breeze, um, Tony Nese, and Arya Davari. I mean, all those guys are fairly big name guys. So I think they'll get picked up somewhere else or definitely hit the indies and do pretty good. Um, the other, the back half of the guys I named are like newer guys, and I'm sure they've been around wrestling for a while, but um, I've only just recently figured out who they were. So, um, so I mean, maybe they'll be on some darks or whatever. Hey, wait, but... wait a minute. Um, I just uh, brought up uh, Tino Sabatelli's name. Mm-hmm. Um, he, asked, he also worked um, for AEW. Oh, that's right, because um, this is the second time he's been released in since, like, 2020. He got released at the start of the pandemic, and then I think he did some darks, and then WWE re-signed him at the end of 2020, and then now they released him again. Yeah. If I was him, I would never set foot in the WWE ring again. If you're going to release me twice, you know what they say, first time, shame on me, second time, shame on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or however it goes, shame on you, shame on me. But but he had a different ring name, right? When he was in AEW, his uh, ring name was uh, Sabby. Just Sabby. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, to confirm my um, accusation on him dating Mandy Rose, that is true. Well, good for him. Yep. Yeah. Upset about that, but that's okay. Well, I'll try to ease your your pain. We'll go put somebody through a table. Yeah, well. What was he going? Well, I'm older than him, him anyways. <laughs> so, uh, should we... Uh, Take a quick break and uh, then come back and hit some AEW. Uh, yeah, I think so. Alrighty. Well, All right. we'll, we'll be back after this break. This podcast is brought to you by the Anchor Podcast app, a fun, easy way to do your podcasts. Where it's a free download and it's simple to use by just clicking buttons and recording your podcast. And we're back. Back in action. Back All in right. action for a little AW talk. That's right. And um, anything else that comes up. So, AW is on Saturday this week. Yeah. Last night. 
as we're recording this Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Last night. Um, big news out of uh, AEW is that uh, um, Ethan Page and Darby Allen are going to have a casket match. Yes, I saw that this morning. That's, I think that'll be good. That'll be interesting. Now, um, I I kind of hope that Darby Allen would win, but mm-hmm. I don't really know on where they would go with that. But um, either way, I think it's I think it's cool. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I like that um, Tony Khan is. Uh, being smart about these gimmicky matches. Um, I feel like we've only really seen a steel cage match. Well, see, that's the thing is we've seen a steel cage without a roof once, a steel cage with a roof once, as in like war games. Yep. Um, I mean, I guess we've seen an MMA fight, which is – Fine, whatever. We've seen a death match. Um, we've seen that. Uh, we've seen a ladder match, like a Money in the Bank type. Yeah. And now we're gonna see a casket match. Other than that, we haven't really seen any other like true gimmicky matches. I like that because those need to be special. Right. You can't just have a whole pay per view about it. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it a lot. Like yeah. It a lot. Um, um, what else did you get out of it? Let me see. I'm checking my notes real quick. Uh, Let's see here. So, oh, uh, Conehand was on there. Oh, yeah? Yeah, Conan was on Dynamite last night. Interesting. Yeah, so... um, I don't know... You know, I feel like Conan... And I I guess he cut cut a promo on Tully, basically told him that he was an old man and that he was old enough to be a Walmart greeter, (laughs) which I I thought was kind of funny. Um... But I know a lot of people don't like Conan because he kind of rubs people the wrong way. But I kind of look at it as um, a gateway into more wrestling options. Because he, let's see, and I could have this wrong, so the listeners don't quote me on this if it's wrong. But I believe he was in CMLL. And him and a couple other guys broke away and started AAA. So I think he's got some really heavy ties to AAA. And then he also um, did AAA did like a spinoff thing of another wrestling promotion that MLW partnered with in Mexico for a while. I think it's called like Smash or something. Okay. Um, so... Um, I kind of see if Conan's coming into AEW, 
I feel like he's like that gateway to that next level of like bringing in some some more foreign stars. I know Kenny Omega is still AAA champion. So maybe we're going to see some more AAA guys. Because I know um, like Jack Evans and Angelico, they do a lot of stuff for AAA too. So um, maybe Tony Khan's got some more cards up his sleeve. Maybe. Because I mean... Um, I know Andrade is friends with Roosh, and they were in CMLL together. So, um, I don't know. Maybe we're going to see some more guys come in, and and I like that. I like, you know, uh, TNA used to do that. They'd get some guys from New Japan on excursion over, and they'd, you know, run out some new guys and stuff. And for for me, I I mean, I know you and I watch AEW fairly religiously over other promotions, but I'm not solely a fan of just one promotion. I like to watch wrestlers um, over, you know, I'm more fans of wrestlers than I am of promotions. Yeah. So if I get introduced to somebody I've never heard of and I like them, I'm going to go out and watch their YouTube videos and try to find a way to watch them in other promotions. So um, we've talked about this (laughs) for months now. I think it's a good thing for wrestling. Yeah, sure is. Sure is. Um, so. So yeah, so go, that you really can't go wrong with the the intermingling of promotions and just making wrestling that much better. Definitely as, not, as we always talk about. I and, mean, and, unless you do it in a dumb way, right? I mean, like the whole Impact Kenny Omega thing. I mean, that's. I think it was great. I mean, the way that they, that they set that up. I mean, you had Don Callis come in, big match for Kenny Omega. Don Callis is a Kenny Omega family friend and whatnot. You know, yep. it, it just worked out perfect, and especially with Don Callis being part of Impact, and them making Kenny Impact champion. I mean, that's just making that much. It that much better in yeah. the long run. No, yeah, for sure. And I think it's going to help Impact in the long run. I mean, it's getting Impact a lot of exposure. Yeah. A lot of exposure. Um, I The only thing that I would change is I want to see more Impact guys come on to AEW. Yeah. You know, I'd like we, to see some of those, like, crossover storylines a little bit. Right. I thought we were going to get that a little bit when, um, or wait a minute. No, that was the Good Brothers versus uh, Matt Hardy's guys, right? Yeah, against, yeah, Private Party. Yeah, yep. Private Party. Yeah. Um, speaking of the Good Brothers, uh, they're on New Japan Strong. Hmm. So they have gone over, because uh, New Japan Strong, um, they tape for uh, their their show in California. So they've been on that. Um, okay. And obviously the impact tag champs are Finn and juice. So, I mean, <laughs> impact only has <laughs> out of their four titles that, they, well, I guess they have a women's tag. So they, they got Deanna Prazo. <laughs> yeah. They have Deanna Prazo, Josh Alexander, and then the women's tag champs are the only people that are actually signed by impact. 
State are champs. Yeah, that's crazy. So, I mean, but if this is what Impact wants to do to get more exposure, to get back in that wrestling headlines, do it. Who cares if you let somebody outside your company hold your title as long as they come back to defend it for pay-per-views or whatever and it fits the storyline to gain more traction? Do it. Just, you know, it's not going to hurt you. Just do it. Yep. Um, obviously a big story. Kenny Omega retains the title. Yep. Against, uh, Jungle Boy. Jungle Boy. And then did you see he came out with all his titles? Yes, I did. Finally. That's what I've wanted from the very beginning. Wear those titles. I don't care what show you're on. If Kenny Omega shows up, I want you wearing the AEW title and I want you carrying the TNA Heavyweight title, the Impact title, and the AAA title. Carry all those freaking belts. Yep. I mean, he's literally the belt collector. Yeah. Wear them all. Wear them all. Show them off. That's right. That's right. Um, did you see they announced uh, a title match for Fighter Fest for uh, Britt Baker? Um, against Nyla Rose? Or who is um, that against? Yeah, I believe it's um, Nyla Rose. Yeah, they're so, jacking her up again. Especially yeah. with uh, Vicky Guerrero. Yeah, Vicky, and what's it? Vicky Guerrero is a good mouthpiece to have in oh. AEW. I, I'm sorry, I like Vicky Guerrero because, yeah, you're right, she's a good mouthpiece. But And she, I know she does this on purpose, but when she screeches, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's just piercing your eardrums. Woo. And what's the deal with... She's the mouthpiece for Nyla Rose and Andrade, but they're not in the same group. That's kind of strange, don't you think? Yeah. So, I don't know. Maybe it'll make sense later on, but whatever. Yeah. What else Um, you got coming out? um, So, I don't know if you saw this, but Trent... Of the best friends. Okay. He, he uh, just successfully had neck fusion surgery. Ooh. So, um, hopefully, he's been out for a while. I know he hurt his shoulder. And apparently, he hurt his neck. I didn't even know that. Um, so, hopefully, he's still able to wrestle. Yeah, we'll see. Because C- um, I thought the best friends was a really good part of that uh, AEW tag division. Yeah, they were. They definitely were. And then you throw Orange Cassie in the mix. It's just the, <laughs> the stand-alone well, buddy. And now they have uh, Chris Statlander. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do I got here? Oh, speaking of Chris Statlander, um, she is going to be at the AAW show. Coming oh, up. really? Yep. Interesting. Uh, it's it's basically their, uh, I guess it's consider, you can consider it a pay-per-view or whatever, but it's going to be the 9th of July, and it is uh, called United We Stand. Okay. So 
So she's going to be there because she's their women's champ. Okay. So she'll be up against Blue Sky or Sky Blue or whatever her name is. Let me see if I can find the link here. Uh, So it looks like for United We Stand, and I can't find it now, even though I found it earlier. And now I feel like a ding-dong. Okay, so it's going to be Mance Warner, which is their heavyweight champ, versus Fred Yahee. I've kind of heard of that guy. He's been in New Japan Strong and stuff in a steel cage match for the heavyweight championship. Okay. It's going to be... Chris Statlander against Allison Kay. I don't know if you remember her from um, Power, NWA Power. Mm, no. Yeah, she was on NWA Power for a bit. Um, so, yeah, so they're going to wrestle for the women's title. Um, do you remember Myron Reed from MLW? Uh, yeah. So he's their heritage champ. So I'm assuming their next champ, singles champ down from their heavyweight. He's going to wrestle um, Hakeem Zane for the title. He's Myron Reed's the champ, so Hakeem Zane's going to fight him for it. And then their, their tag champs are this infamy. I don't really know who they are, but I know they were trained by uh, Seth Rollins. Okay. And... Um, so they're tag champs, and they're going to wrestle um, Ace Austin and Madman Fulton, both of which who are on Impact, and they're, they're, tag, they're like a group on Impact as well. Um, they used to be champs, so it's like a rematch. So everybody look out for that. It's the uh, 9th of July. Okay. But um, We're still waiting for those tickets. Yeah, well, you know, maybe we'll get some here soon. <laughs> maybe. Because I think um, a, a, AAW has been running shows again. But I think they've just only been showing on Fight. I could be wrong. Don't quote me on it. But yeah, I've, Fight? I think they've had, like, the shows that they have are basically pay-per-view shows, and they've been on Fight, yeah. Oh, and they haven't had any fans. So I think they announced that they're going to have fans back maybe in like September. Okay. For some reason that sticks in my mind, but don't quote me on it. Um, but yeah, so that'll be fun. Yeah. Um, I think AAW is pretty, uh, pretty decent sized promotion as a indie wise. Yeah, I think they're, they're pretty. Pretty big. Because, um, I mean, obviously, like, not Impact or ROH or stuff like that. They're not independent. Not anymore. Yeah, I wouldn't call them independent. Yeah. They're kind of mainstream. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, MLW just signed a new guy. Who's that? Um, his name is EJ... In Duca, and they call him the Judge. I've never heard of him before. Um, 
but they tweeted uh court bauer tweeted out about him he's super excited about him coming over so um i think he's wrestled uh, in mexico a bunch so okay. so yeah interesting yeah and then um i don't know you remember jtg right yes he's like um like Texas champ or something. Hmm. He's from like this, like some kind of wrestling in Texas. But um, he came across, and you remember he was kind of a smaller guy. You when he was in WWE, remember? Yeah. I mean, he was still muscular. Now he's jacked. You should look him up. He is just shredded. Okay. So um, maybe he'll. Um, Get on AEW. Oh, uh, also some side note. I think you'll like this. Um, Zicky Dice just yesterday tweeted out a gif of him signing a piece of paper and it looks like a contract. So... Looks like Zicky Dice is signed somewhere. Really? Yeah. And I kind of followed the link and tried to see if he, like, said anything. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he hasn't said anything, so. Maybe it's, um, uh, AEW? <clears throat> I'm hoping so. Um, so I don't know. Maybe he's going to be part of the new show. For AEW. Because I don't know if you saw that, but AEW's new show starts in August. Really? Yeah. Let me see here if I can find the link to it about AEW's new show. Because... We didn't get to talk about it last week because they announced it, even though we were watching the show live. Yeah. They um, they announced it on after, <clears throat> like, we stopped watching it and finished the podcast. So it's going to be called Rampage. Okay. And it starts the 13th of August. Hmm. So... So yeah, and they A A E W already announced that. Um, so Wednesday, August eleventh, they're gonna be in Pittsburgh for Dynamite, and then they're also gonna be in Pittsburgh Friday, August thirteenth, for the premiere of Rampage. Interesting. Yeah, I thought that was a. Uh, Pretty exciting and noteworthy. So, um, that's exciting that uh, AEW's got another show. So, now they've got two dark shows that they can uh, hit home on, like, the newer guys or, like, independent guys coming in or whatever and getting getting some spotlight and some reps. And then uh, now they've got two shows. So... Um, yeah, that'll be exciting. I hope that they 
keep the – I hope they don't do separate rosters, though. Yeah. I want them to keep the door – you know what I mean? Keep the door open where you can go kind of back and forth or whatever. Right. Or at least if you're going to do separate rosters, have it where your champs can go back and forth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> definitely the back and forth thing is a good thing because then you can get more of a viewership instead of just having a separate brand with separate guys. Right. I mean, yeah, yeah. Or newbies. Right. So... Yeah, so um, big things coming from AEW, um, and that show is also going to be on TNT. So okay, so um, so yeah, so that's exciting. And you know <laughs> that maybe this is just me being me, but I noticed kind of a similar theme. With AEW being on TNT as when WCW was on TNT. So, to me, it seems like that Dynamite is kind of like Nitro. They got similar names, right? Yeah. And then this Rampage, the promos that I've seen of it has had like lightning bolts and stuff. And it kind of looks like Thunder, except it's orange instead of blue. Hmm. So I don't know if like we're getting these if Tony Khan's like in the in the VPs or or doing these things on purpose to kind of bring back that like old school WCW feel, but that's I mean, do you get that vibe a little bit from AEW or is that just me? Yeah, they're kind of it's kind of going similar to um Kind of the retro, um, dusty days. Yeah. So everything they do is kind of like revolves around dusty almost. But I like that because that's the wrestling I grew up on. So. Yeah. So, and they're making their own twists and whatnot. So yeah, it's a, it's a good thing. Yeah, it's it's new. They're doing new stuff. It's not stagnant. I mean. I realize you can only do so many things within the wrestling world, but they're at least changing it up. Where it's like, oh, I've already seen that storyline. Oh, I already seen that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But um, other than that, I think I'm at the end of my notes. You're at the end of your notes? Okay. Um, well, one quick note for me is that uh, I watched um, the AEW or, or Annie. WWE Treasures. Okay. Um, from last week. And it was uh, Ric Flair. Oh, nice. And I don't know on how much you actually know about Ric Flair and like some of the history behind his robes and whatnot, but um, he had a robe that he debuted in 1992 where he won the Royal Rumble. Mm-hmm. And it was the butterfly rope, the infamous black and black butterfly rope. I've that, seen it, yep. Okay. That rope disappeared for 25 years, right? Mm-hmm. 
and they were looking for it. Conrad was looking for it. Um, just all the collectors were looking for it. And, you know, this, the show is pretty interesting. So if anybody hasn't watched it yet, I definitely dabble into it. Um, cause they come up with some pretty neat stuff and the collectors out there are just wild. So, um, but anyways, um, the butterfly rope actually resurfaced and somebody, somebody bought it. They found out who bought it. They got a hold of them. And long story short, they ended up getting it back, but at a heavy, heavy price. So the guy was like, well, I'll give you the butterfly robe if you give me Ric Flair's lion robe from like way back in the AWA or NWA. I'm sorry. When he was debuted as with the big gold belt. Okay. And then um, he also wanted a pair of boots. So that was the deal. So they made it happen. Then the guy comes back, well, I want some money with it. Like 25000 Right? So a $50,000 flare robe, right? Value. Yeah. Pair of boots was the original deal. They got that for him. That wasn't enough. He said what? he wanted $25,000 on top of that. Right? Jeez, release. So he upped that deal. So they're like, okay. And, and Conrad, you know, Conrad's made out of money um, because he's got his own uh, mortgage company. So what's that uh, What's that address, our website again? Oh, shoot. I don't know. <laughs> I don't remember. You looked it up the other day, but I can't remember what it is. He doesn't, yeah. need, he doesn't need any of our viewers' business anyways. Well, I want his business. <laughs> anyways, um, so yeah. He's like, okay, I'll give you this $25,000. Let's just make it happen. Bring the rope down. And then um, he ended up coming back and said the $25,000 wasn't enough. Oh, my gosh. This guy. So he was just pulling them through the ringer. They had him by on everything and just raped everybody with this robe. Jeez, Louise. Um and the guy paid ten thousand dollars for the robe. My God. Yeah. Uh, so initially. But the twenty five thousand dollars wasn't enough. So they came back with enough they were like, all right, how about fifty thousand dollars? Then the guy came back with no, that's not enough. I want sixty thousand dollars. What the heck? So Conrad wired over the $60,000, and it was a done deal. That was it. So they got the roll back, but at a hefty price. Jeez. Cause really like, hefty price. I don't know about you, but if that was me, and I had bought the robe for five, what, you said it was five, he bought it for five grand? Ten. Oh, so the guy bought it for ten. Okay, first yeah. of all, I'm not going to spend ten grand on some wrestling memorabilia. I love wrestling. I do, but that's pretty hefty to be spending ten grand on a robe that you're never going to wear. I mean, it's cool. I ne- realize the significance of it. But, like, I mean, if I was that guy, I would have been like, well, as long as I get, I would just be like, as long as I get my money back, 
and then you get something to trade, and then you can trade me something too, so that I can still have something of Ric Flair's in my collection. Yeah, I'd have been fine with that. So I would have sold it back to them for ten grand plus the boots and the robe or something, and and Ric Flair signed the boots. Yeah, like I would have been cool with that. But geez, Willis, I wonder if they made it like that for the show to add some drama or something. I don't know. I hope they didn't because that was pretty. That was out there, and I know that everybody was getting fed up with the guy, hmm. the seller. On the show, anyways. So Damn. I hope that wasn't the case. Crazy. That would just be nuts if they were just up in the ante and whatnot. Yeah. So, you have any uh, other last minute things? Um, I don't think so. We've been talking for an hour and fifteen, I think, right? Uh, something like that. Yeah. The last thing I have before we uh, in this thing, um, Ruby Riot. Yeah, has officially changed her ring name, and she's gonna go by Ruby Soho. Really? Yep. So interesting. Yeah, I thought you would enjoy that. So you know, it's kind of interesting that they kept Ruby Riot. I mean, they kept Liv Morgan, but they got rid of Ruby Riot. Yeah. Well, maybe her time has come here soon. Maybe. You know, I don't know. And kind of sticking with the whole Ruby Riot kind of thing is uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, what is what is that girl's name? The champion uh, right now? Uh, Bianca Belair. Not Bianca Belair. The other one. Oscar. Uh, no. She's the Australia chick. Oh, uh, Indy Hartwell. No, 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 not Indy. Um, wow. Maybe I should not talk about her if I don't know her name. Oh, um. Oh, God dang it. Um. Holy Jesus. Well, you don't want, you should just get me a whole case I can't go by Lobo and just start throwing them down my mouth. I know who you're talking about. Um, her name escapes me too. Uh, She's got all the piercings. Yeah, 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 yeah. I know exactly who you're talking about. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um. Oh my gosh, this is going to drive me nuts. Uh, Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley, thank you. Wow. Wow, that took a lot. Yeah, that's all right. Maybe it's just too early to podcast. Maybe. Maybe we should do late night. The late night podcast when I'm asleep. <laughs> Um, but, uh, yeah, Rhea Ripley, I mean, you know, she's, my wife is walking around the house and she just said, she's your favorite. Mm-hmm. No, I, 
her look with the piercings and the dark lipstick and the hair. Ugh. Like, if you go back and you Google her name and you look at the images before all that junk that she did, like, she was a good-looking girl. And then she just ruined it. That's what I don't understand. She ruined it. Well. Like, and the whole, like, black lipstick thing that she's got going on, like, and the smiling with the teeth and all that stuff. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I just, I don't know. I don't like it. <laughs> I really don't like it. That's kind of like with Ruby Riot too. Like, um, before she was, like, the whole gimmick and whatnot, she was actually good looking too. I don't know. Yeah, well, people... Why do, they, why do they have to do that stuff? Why do they have to get, like, the big giant piercings and booger rings hanging out of their nose? You know, I guess it's just a way to express themselves, so... I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like it whatsoever. Yeah, well... I don't know. I don't have anything to say, I guess. Because I don't... I can't... I don't know why they do it, but... Tis what it is, right? Yep. Earrings so. don't belong in the nose. <sighs> Neither do hoop expansions or whatever you want to call it, gauges. Yeah. They don't belong. <laughs> I don't need to throw, like, my whole hand through your earlobe. <laughs> right? <laughs> All right. On that note, I think we should probably just end it because I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start to cry. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, well, I guess that's all of our wrestling knowledge this week, so, uh, Matty stay, Ice. Stay tuned for next week, right? Yeah, always next week. Always next week, and hopefully it's a little better, and uh, you got to get your dad on the podcast, right? Yeah, I'm going to work next, on that. Next week is your dad, right? I'm going to try, so. All right, I already got my interview with my dad in the books. Yeah, but we had gonna... to cut it. Sh- we had to cut it short because it started to rain on us. We we're outside. Well, I'm gonna try, and uh, we'll see what happens. I, we... I don't know. I don't know if he'll do it, but we got to get that insider information. We need to find out if he was with Ravishing Rick Rude. <laughs> yeah, I'll ask him for sure. I'll see if he'll get on there for next week. Yeah. So, next weekend's Fourth of July weekend, everybody. So. Yeah. Uh, well, I'll be doing my giant slip and slide. Jealous. Yep. Over 100 feet. So. Over 100 feet of slip and slide fun. Well, Matty Ice. So. All right. Send them out. Remember to wash your hands. Possibly wear a mask if you're not vaccinated. And uh, wash your distance for the ones that are not vaccinated. Yeah, so with that, we're out. Go Bucks. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us by email. Our email is hottagpodcast2020 at gmail.com.
follow us on Twitter at Beer City Boys One. Hot tag out.